Deck the halls with balls of Thomas Shelby. Fa la 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 la. It's our holiday episode. Everybody, if you if if you just heard that, guys, please continue listening <laughs> to the episode. We understand that it was pretty pretty harsh on the eardrums, but please 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 <laughs> listen through. We got a great episode in store. It's our holiday episode. I want to wish everyone a merry Christmas, a happy New Year, a happy Kwanzaa, a happy Hanukkah. As Josh and I are back. No, not not a lot of peaky talk to be done here in the offseason, so we're going to try to keep things fresh, and we've got a fantastic holiday special. I know a lot of people have been rolling out their top 10 lists, the top 10 of the decade, top 10 movies, top 10 shows, so Josh and I had to get in on this, and so we each created our top 10 TV shows of 2019 with a few honorable mentions, and the, there's only one rule, Josh. Can't put peaky blinders in it. That's a given. That's That's... Daniel, that is tough to do. That is very tough to do. No, I'd say, but, but the, we won't do the it. Peaky Blinders but, but season for it. sure would be on my list. Would it be on yours? Oh, for sure. Oh, right. that was, it'd, be, it'd be my top five. Regardless of all, if people think that we don't like the season, we love the season. So now it's, it's still phenomenal television. Josh and I are very excited for this episode. So much so that obviously I, I broke into song. I don't even know if the words are correct. To be honest, I'm not a big caroler, but it felt like you know, Watery Lane deserved a little bit of green and red thrown across the sludge and coal and the ash. I wonder what Christmas I wonder what Christmas would be like in Watery Lane. Let's get a Christmas episode, man. Just like Big can Mouth we, did. Have we had have we had any Christmas in Peaky Blinders? Like, That's a great question it? and I don't I think don't know. So. That's interesting. I don't think we have. I don't know. Interesting. But whatever. Whatever. So I just want to introduce you if it's your first time listening. I'm Daniel Gilman and he's Josh Levy and we do this podcast Talking about Peaky Blinders, one of our favorite TV shows of all time. And essentially, if you have not watched this show and you're just kind of stumbling across a, a, a title of an episode that says Top 10 List, feel free to listen. Come back and forth. We've got a lot of HBO. We've got some Netflix. We've got some Amazon. Even through a Hulu show in there. But if you do want to get into a new show, Peaky Blinders is phenomenal. So you can go like us on Facebook and read more about what we do at facebook.com slash Podcast. We're on Twitter at By Order of Peaky. We're on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, all the all the Google podcasts, everything you could think of. You could subscribe. You can rate. We like reviews, and so we might even just read your review out loud like we've done in the past, whether it's positive or negative. You can shit on my singing. You can curse in your reviews and your comments. We don't care. We're adults. You could tell me how vapid I am, how oh, my the history, vapidness. how I don't know the difference between fascism, socialism, <laughs> and communism. Hit me with it. We don't care. So comment on, on social media if you want a feedback to be read or just email us at bootpeakyblinders at gmail.com. Josh and I are fresh off of recording another bonus episode for our Patreon, which is where you can get more episodes of By Order of Peaky for just $5 a month at patreon.com slash byorderofpeaky. Just $5 a month. You could hear our entire season five spoiler-filled episode-by-episode rewatch all on there. You can just show your appreciation if you want to just hit the tip jar at that website that I uh, added in the show notes. But we we just recorded an episode that was all about hypotheticals where Killian Murphy does not exist in this reality. Who else could play Thomas Shelby? And I don't want to I don't want to give away anything, but I think we got I think we came up with some fantastic names. You're gonna have to go check it out on Patreon. You might have to listen to the end of the episode where we have our, our best suggestion possibly. I don't know. I don't know. We do. Josh even has a fantastic 
prediction for season six that he threw in there with a little bit of Greg Sprinkles. A little, a little, a little bit of Greg. Uh, it's a nice little preview to what we're about to go through. Thank you. And I can tell you for sure that Succession is high on my list. Now, when we get into this, Josh, I went through every show that I watched either the full series or a season of. And I only counted the ones that seasons were made in 2019. Guess how many shows I watched this year? It's a lot. Oh, God. Daniel loves television shows to hit us. I watch a lot of TV. I watched 48 shows wow. in 2019. That's impressive, Daniel. Snaps to you. Snaps to you. Snaps to you. Incredible. And some of the shows that did not make my list, unfortunately, some of the shows that were a little bit newer that I don't want to throw recency bias in like The Mandalorian, The Witcher, this season of Rick and Morty didn't make the list. I, I, I couldn't do I couldn't put Game of Thrones on mine, Josh. I couldn't do it. And I love uh, it. It's my favorite show of all time. I want to just preface it by saying that. We'll talk about whether or not made my list, but uh, we'll discuss that when we get when we get through our list. Okay, good, 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 good. Yeah, I watched a couple shows, honorable mentions that we'll get to in a little bit. But let's just jump in. Hit me with your number ten show of twenty nineteen. All right, as we're gonna get right into it, my number right ten show it. is Game of Thrones. Boom. I okay. Listen, listen, listen. Do I think season eight of Game of Thrones was complete dog shit relative to seasons one through six, maybe seven? Yes, entirely. Entirely it was. However, it's still phenomenal television. You were still glued to your television every single week. It still made you think about it the next day. It still made you talk about it. It was the talk of the town every single day, Monday, Wednesday, Tuesday, uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, until there was the next episode. We grew our inspiration to do I was this about podcast. To say that's, it's from, the reason we have this podcast. From Oysters, Clams, and Cockles. Shout out to Ross Bowen and, and uh, Barrett Dudley. Our, our inspiration to do this podcast. And and, and that's why I had to make, make the list. It's kind of like a relative, like a sentimental shout out to the whole show in general. You know, I was a pretty big proponent of season eight of Game of Thrones. You were. You were an apologist. Until I like listened to, until I talked about it in hindsight, it was kind of not good. But... <laughs> I mean, I could, I could have a, my own podcast about season eight. I don't think that they had the ample time to do it. I don't think the actors left them in a, in a great position. I don't think that the, that the writers had their minds in the right place with, with Star Wars on the horizon, which they ended up not doing. So I think a lot of extraneous factors had to go into the season not being good. And it, I just had to throw it on there for, for sentimental value. I love Game of Thrones, my favorite show of all time. So that's going to come in at number 10 for me. I'm happy you put it because it's almost like the Golden Globes, you know, throwing Jon Snow a bone by get, by by nominating Kit Harington for the best actor award. The only nod to any Game of Thrones in the whole show because Golden Globes just wants to hang out with Kit Harington. And you know what? If it means that we can hang out with the whole cast, I'd put them at number one because you're right. It's it's There were only three shows this year, okay, total, that I anticipated watching every week that I looked forward to on Sunday night. Three shows, all HBO because they make gold. And Game of Thrones was one of them. And it all sparks from Game of Thrones. And I'll tell you what, there's a show on my list that is mainly as high as it is because it gave us more shows once Game of Thrones ended. And I won't get to it there. I'm going to tease that. We're going to get to it in a little bit. My number 10 is a show on Paramount Network. Interesting. What is it? It's called It's called Yellowstone. Ah, I've heard, I've heard good things. Love it. Kevin Costner. The first season was was good. Second season was great. And it's about uh, a bunch of basically cowboys in up in Wyoming that have to deal with political and old timey duels and threats and just you know 
land disputes and it's got the guy that's just in everything now. I can't remember his name. Hold on. Um, he's got like gray hair and he's just in every TV show as like a financial consultant. <laughs> you got to yeah, find this because it's really bothering me now. No, no. He's he's in Billions. He's in... Um, oh, are you talking about uh, the guy from Breaking Bad? Who's Gale? Are you on. talking about... Um... No, no. He's literally in everything. This guy's not in as much, but he's in a lot of stuff. His name is Danny Houston. I gotta see a picture of this guy. Yeah, pull up Danny Houston. I swear, like, he's in Succession. He's in Yellowstone. Even just, like, in the last year and a half, he was in Game Night. He was in Angel Has Fallen. He was in American Horror Story. I just I just happened to see him in a lot of stuff, and so he will not go away. He was Striker in X-Men. Remember the guy who experimented on Wolverine? Ah, this guy. Yeah. Yes. He's in he is in everything. Now, the guy you're talking about that's in Billions is really in everything. No, he is. He, he actually is, though. I mean, he started, so he started as Gale from time. Breaking Bad. Like That was his like, come up. Yeah. No, I think he's been stuff. I was looking at his IMDb. He's been in, he's an OG HBO That's guy. The guy you're talking about. All right. So I'm going to go, to, I'm going to hit me with, with number nine on my list. And that's the season of True Detective. I like this season a yeah. lot. I mean, nothing's going to top season one of True Detective with Matthew McConaughey and, uh, and uh, Woody Harrelson. That, that will not be matched. Incredible. Incredible. Coming TV. off of season two, the Tom Hanks, the Tom Hanks season. I think that it. No, the Colin Farrell season. Sorry, Tom Hanks. What the hell am I saying? The Vince Vaughn and Colin Farrell movie. Vince Vaughn um, was brought, was trash. It was it was, it was it wasn't my it wasn't the best. I still liked it, but I thought that Mahershala Ali did a really good job this season playing that character, and it was a great season. I thought he did a really good job. I liked how they they did a really good job of of making the younger actors look old, as a, what Irishman failed to do. Um, just phenomenal writing. I I love like the slow developing storyline. Uh, I love this. I love like the the environment that that the show is in, like a really small town kind of environment, which reminded me of a lot of season one, which I really like. And it was the time stuff was the time was really, stuff. It's it's my honorable right. mention. I just want to okay. say it right now, it's my number two honorable mention. I have four of them. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, I I just really liked how they did it. You know, the backdrop of it, the writing was really good. The plot, you know, it it, it had a pretty crazy twist later on in the season. Um. So I'm going to go True Detective coming in at number nine. Phenomenal show. Yep. Steven Dorff. Steven, Steven Dorff is who played Roland. You. Roland. Roland, uh, Roland. Sorry. And Roland West. And he was great. Yeah. So he was great. Okay. That's your yeah, number nine. That's my hour mention. I, I've got something here that I could not pick where to put it. Because the first half of this season of the show, it was the first season, which means it's tough. First half was phenomenal. Second half was a little slow. And so this, this one is, is nine, but I feel like I'm underrating it. And it's Euphoria. Ah. I haven't finished the season, but it's interesting. Oh it's man, interesting. I loved it. I I don't think it's too far to say that Hunter Schaefer put together the greatest performance of the year by an actor or actress. Okay. She was phenomenal in it. She played a like a trans girl, and there were times where you just you just didn't know what was reality and what was what was it you were watching an act and it was it was so good. I haven't I haven't got I haven't gotten there yet, but uh, I guess like there's a there's, there's a trans girl. It was the coming, first. It's like the play. first episode. Which one was episode. the trans girl? The blonde girl. Well, they did they did not they did not reveal that she was trans. Jules, you, you, there's there's hints right, throughout, whatever, the, it's fine. throughout the it's, season. It, it doesn't just, surprise me. It went over my head. And I, I watched it the second time, and, and you true, catch it in like true, the first true, or second true. episode that they made. Okay. 
Okay, that's my nine. What's your eight? My eight is Righteous Gemstones. I mean, we're going to try to yep. lighten the mood from True Detective, Game of Thrones, and Euphoria. So Righteous Gemstones, a nice comedy on HBO, a nice 30-minute episode, you know, eight-episode, 30-minute uh, per episode season. I, I mean, you don't like Danny McBride at all, which is understandable. Yeah, I, that, that humor is just not for even, me, so I, I couldn't I get even, into that show. I, I didn't even like it because of Danny, Danny McBride. I love everyone else around the show. Like, I love Adam Devine. I'm, I'm a big Workaholics fan. So he's just fucking hilarious. Everyone else does a really, really, really great job in it. It's really funny. It's great humor. They, they, if you guys haven't watched it, they kind of make fun of like the Bible Belt and you know, really, really, really religious churches and stadium. The stadium church venue, right? Right. Which is which is funny. So uh, I really liked the show. I thought that the acting was great. That there was a few scenes where they were singing uh, that, that that I thought was really funny. So they kind of like add humor to the songs. Um, it's one of those really stupid shows but i mean anything that's funny is pretty stupid so i'm gonna go with righteous gemstones as coming in at number eight for me in my top 10 and they've got one of the funniest guys around and one of the best names it's like walton goggins yeah no he's he played baby billy freeman i heard baby his character billy. was phenomenal baby billy. he's phenomenal yeah. in that show he's really funny he kind of uh plays you know he's a part of, he's married he was married to uh to to the main to, to a john goodman's sister who who i mean i'm not, I'm not ruining anything you find out in the first episode so he was married to his sister, so there's kind of like family strife between the two, and they're kind of rivals. So he does a really good – he always plays a really good job of being like a, a comedic villain, and that's the kind of play that he plays. That's the kind of role he plays in this in this, uh, in this this season. It's really, really funny. It's a really great show. Sticking with comedies, I, I split it up three comedies, seven dramas, and my number seven is Marvelous Miss Maisel. I, or number eight, I've heard sorry, great things Miss about Maisel. the show. Everyone is raving so about that show. As fellow, you and I are fellow fellow uh, Jews. Everyone says that if you're that if you're a Jew and you're part of a Jewish family, you have to watch this show. That's all I've heard. Yeah. And you don't have to be Jewish to laugh. It's just extra jokes blended in there that are for like. And and that leads me right into the next one. I'll just roll it off. Big Mouth too. I've got them back to back. I couldn't figure out who to put on top of each other. Both of them are just awesome. Kind of like coming of age, really well made, makes you think but also laugh shows. And Big Mouth on Netflix has had three seasons, and the third season was the best one. I've I don't watch Big Mouth, but I love Nick Kroll. I mean, I love Nick Kroll in yeah. the league. I love the Kroll show. It's the whole cast of the league, right. honestly. And I mean, he has a lot of the voices. And uh, I mean, Sausage Party, Nick Kroll and Sausage Party was hilarious. I'm a douche, bro. Um, I just love his voice. Uh, he's he's hilarious. I don't know if you watched. Did you watch? Did you watch Crawl Show back in the day? No, but I love. But I mean, he, but he I has love this one bit. He has this. Yeah, he has this one bit where it's publicity, where he's he like plays a like a, like a pretty like like bratty girl, and he's like, he's like, oh my god, like and like and like I I'm pretty sure that he plays that voice also in Big Mouth. So he he uses all of his Crawl Show yeah, voices. He does. On Big Mouth. There, there's there's like a teenage girl, but I'll tell you. Nick Kroll and John Mulaney, and Mulaney just came out with a new, you know, special on Netflix, and I love him, and I'm gonna watch it soon. They did a Broadway show called Oh Hello, interesting. Oh Hello on Broadway, and it's on Netflix, and you've everyone's got to watch it. It's so funny. They're just play these two old guys that are trying to write a screenplay for a show, so it's kind of like a meta thing. And then the two of them decided to create the show called Big Mouth that I have at number seven. Hit me with yours. I'm gonna go with number six, right? We're at six. Yep. No, 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 seven, seven. I think we might seven, be at seven. seven. Number seven is the season of Stranger Things. I thought that a lot of fun. I really liked the season of Stranger Things. Season two kind of let me down a little bit, but this season was a lot of fun. I liked the addition of the character of Erica to to, to this season. She yep. added a, a lot of comedic Just, relief. 
Um, I really like Steve. Uh, in this season, he was great. You know, Hopper was funny. Um, when when Winona Ryder was good in the season, I hated Mike this season. He was so damn annoying. But it was nice to see Will Byers have a nice stronghold in this season after really not seeing him a lot. I mean, L was great this season. Uh, Jonathan and uh, Nancy were had had a strong role in the season. So it was a really really great season of, of Stranger Things, and I loved like how they used like the mall as like you know the the strong like. The meeting point. The mall was it great. Was, I just want there to be malls. Right, again. and it was like it was so cool and so accurate how they make the '80s like feel like it's, it's the '80s really, really, really well. So I like this season. Really excited for season four. So I'm gonna go Stranger Things as number seven for me. Yep, great cliffhanger at yep. the end. But I'll put on my Grinch chat for a second. And I just watched too many good shows to put them in the top ten because of this reason. And I read into it and I know why. And they just the actors got too famous. So what they it was it was a disconnect. They had to split them all up and film them individually. They only got like two days with with Millie Bobby Brown because she got so famous. And you could kind of I I don't know I kind of felt that disconnect. They weren't like we weren't we weren't watching a show about the band being back together like it should have been. I'm actually a proponent. I wish that show was almost an anthology that was more about the city than about the the kids. Like if they picked new new kids every year and and in, instead of making twenty year olds look like ten year olds because those those are adults running around pretending like they're like fourteen. I don't know. I mean, that's my only that's my only strife with the show. But it was fun. I had a lot of fun watching. It was, that's a fact. I I feel you, but I don't know. I'm I think maybe after season four they should probably cut it because I don't know how much how much longer they can go. I think they yeah. are. I think they're only doing four. I think it'll be... Or maybe five. I think it'll be a good end. I really hope so. I like. I didn't like season two that much, but I thought season three kind of did the show. It kind of brought it back to that prominence. Yep, this was good. And then I've got a show here with my number six that I have trouble with because I am not done with it yet, this final season, but I have two episodes left and it's it's it could be top three if it finishes strong. And it's Sam Esmell's Mr. Robot mm, on USA. Okay, I've heard great things. And it is it is a show that has been consistently amazing for four seasons over like six years. And if you haven't checked it out, it's on Amazon Prime Video. You can watch the first three seasons. So good. Elliot Alderson is, is the main character, played by the fantastic Rami Malek, who is just the most versatile actor there is possibly right now, who just played Queen in Bohemian Rhapsody. And he's a hacker who tries to take down the 1% who are all forming together to try to basically take over the world like they are in real life. And it's just so cool to look inside how you really realize that like just 15 white men make every decision that this that the, that the globe kind of turns on. And it's really cool. I've heard great things about Mr. Robot. Uh, I, I heard he's phenomenal and I hear it's very cool. Uh, it's kind of like his like takeoff into acting. I feel like he was discovered on Mr. Robot, and that's why he got those yep. roles that he played. He did a phenomenal job as Freddie Mercury. He does a really good job of of playing the roles that he's supposed to play very well. He's in the new Bond. He is. He is. I did hear about that. Yeah. So that's gonna that's that's a nice choice. I I should probably start watching that show. It's another one that that's on my radar. Let me. Let me go real quick. You ready to hear the IMDb scores for season four? They're, I don't understand them. I mean, I, I, it's an amazing show. I've just never seen anything like this. What is this. it, like 9.8? Okay, 13 yeah. episodes. 9.5, 9.0, 8.9, 8.9, 9.8, 9 9.3, 10.0. First ever 10 I've ever seen. That was episode seven. Unbelievable episode. It was a three-act play that they broke up. Then they made an episode without anyone talking. It was a 9.4, a 9.9, an 8.4, a 9.7, Finale split up into two parts, 9.8, 9.9. Wow. Okay. I, I, yeah. I, I need Nuts. to watch that show. Nuts. All right. So that's my number six. My number six, pretty strong. Number. I mean, this could have this easily been number one. 
that shows how great I think the next the next shows on my list are. Number six, Chernobyl. This is it, Josh. This is the one that it just caught everyone who jumped off of a cliff after Game of Thrones. It, it caught it us. did. It did. We really we it, we really needed it. Such a good show, man. Such a phenomenal show. Just the historical accuracy. A lot of people, including myself, unless you're like a history buff, don't really know the the a lot about what happened at Chernobyl and the Chernobyl disaster. Right. I did I didn't know much. And it's such a great show. I mean, people were upset that we had British accent we had British accents to to like to like Russians talking. But yeah. like I wouldn't have like I mean we're gonna talk about that later on, but I wouldn't have liked if they if if, if it was dubbed over if it was dubbed over, you know, Russian, but and obviously yeah. it's like HBO, but Chernobyl was so good. It was so sad. Like I don't I also don't know if you noticed in the in the end credits, the songs that would always play were so yeah. Fucking so freaky! Sad. I would like turn off my TV right away. I was like, "Oh my god, this is so fucking creepy." No, I like to sit in it, and then I and then I watch the thing afterwards. HBO does a great thing where they sit down with the creators, and it was uh, Craig Meisen who also hosted a podcast, and then he just hosted one with Damon Lindelof talking about Watchmen, which perfectly leads us. Chernobyl's my five, by the way. Well, so well, I think a lot on. of us are gonna have similar ones coming up. Yeah, soon. I mean, I'm just gonna say Jared Harris as Legazov, Professor Legazov. The yeah, ABMK reactor. Top five, top uh, five performances of the nine. year. Yeah, he was he's so good in the crown too. Early on, I mean, he is very yeah, good. He is. And he, he, they they have him flashing back sometimes, so he's great in that he's show. Really good. Stellan Skarsgård. I mean, the Skarsgård family is just phenomenal actors. He's 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 the father of uh, of Alexander Skarsgård, who played who's who's yeah. in Big Little Lies. And I'm just going to go out and mention it right now. Big Little Lies is my honorable mention. I mean, Whoa! I like, yeah, it, it's not it's not in my top ten. Not in my top ten. Wow. But I really like got... this season. I've got Big Little Lies as my second biggest disappointment of the year. No, really? third third biggest. I don't my know. disappointments, I'm going to get to at the end. Big Little Lies That's is my fine. third favorite. Game of Thrones is my second favorite disappointment of the year. Well, or, like second I, yeah. biggest. I mean, Paul Ritter as as a uh, Dyatlov, like the fucking villain that everyone hated in the show. It was show. incredible. It, it's just a phenomenal show. So that's 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 my number 6. Chernobyl's my 5, so that's perfect. What's perfect. your 5? My 5 is Billions. Season Boom. 4 of Billions is phenomenal television i just i it's just so damn good i'm so excited for season five you know damian lewis is just as as a as bobby axelrod is top five characters in tv in my opinion easily top five characters in tv yeah. paul giamatti since the beginning yeah, since the beginning paul giamatti is chuck rhodes uh full when, villain just full villain at at this point kind of you you, you never really know Damian Lewis is just, I mean, Bobby Oxford's a boss. Like, he's the guy that everyone in the show hates, that everyone who's watching the show loves. Like, he's such a he's such a likable scumbag, and he's so smart. And then you got Taylor Mason in the show. I don't know if you guys have gotten She's there yet. Great. If you're if you're listening, it's it's not she. They. It's they. They. They's great. Sorry. You gotta be proper, Daniel. It's yep, t- sorry. 2019. Dwayne Wade, Dwayne Wade would be disappointed. He would. He would. So, Billions, just phenomenal, phenomenal season four. I think season four is probably the best season of this show so far, which was great because I thought season three kind of was a little slow. Season wow. Two. Is this and I'm season one definitely has the tops oh, for, for me. sure. Season they one a, of Billions yeah. is the best best episode, best they season have, of something. The they last have a lot years. of cameos in this show. I think Maria Sharapova was in season four. Kevin Durant was in season three. Mark Teixeira was like a, they had a couple porn stars. They in had the porn stars. They had uh, Lisa Ann and uh, I don't remember the other ones, but Corey Corey Chase was in Corey it. I just Chase, watched right. it recently. <laughs> oh, oh no! Oh. I watched the show recently, not Corey. Oh Chase. my god! I was, about to, I was like, "Why are you divulging this in a pod?" <laughs> um. Anyway, so I'm gonna go with Billion Season Four. Great, great television. Okay, my episode four 
season, uh, whatever, number four on the list, is the, the thing I just mentioned, Damon Lindelof's creation. Damon Lindelof has only made three shows of note. One is Lost, which he just got roasted for at the end because he didn't have a good finish. The next one was The Leftovers, which is probably a top ten show with a decade for me. And then this is Watchmen. I have, as my number, I have it as my number four also. Whoa. I think we're going to have some pretty similar one yeah, through four things, here. Things are about to equal out here for Josh and I, which is fine because Watchmen was an, uh, phenomenal. Oh my god. Okay, so I just want to let, let everybody know. Daniel, I think was was episode nine or was it I the had second a, last episode? It was the eighth episode, the penultimate I had a conniption. Daniel texted me like freaking the fuck out that that the show was gonna that the show sucks now. I, I thought they the ruined show. it. I, we we blah, can't blah, talk blah. about it because I don't want to spoil Watchmen. That's but fine. They but they just like, started messing like, with time, and I was not a fan. And yeah, Daniel doesn't like time travel. No. Anyways, I thought that the show was perfect throughout. It they was ended phenomenally. So different. The the plot. It's one of those shows where you're like, like episodes one through six. You're like, what the fuck is going on? I don't understand what's going on, but you're still interested. And they find that they made it come all together in the last episode perfectly. They it, it's it's a it's a podcast show. I mean, it's a show that had its own podcast. I listened to three other podcasts that talked about Watchmen all week long just so I can wrap my head around it. So what it is is it's a sequel to the graphic novels by Alan Moore back in the 80s. They made a movie in the late 2000s about it, and it's it's a, it's a world where like vigilantes essentially roamed the, the the country back in the day, you know, and and the Hooded Justice was the first ever superhero, but he didn't have powers. And then there was one guy with powers, Dr. Manhattan, who won the Vietnam War for America. They always say, like, hey, what happens if Avengers just won the war for us instead of dealing with aliens? That's what it was. And so here's the, you know, alternate reality in 2019 where we win Vietnam War, Dr. Manhattan retires, all the vigilantes go away, and other police have another threat to deal with. And it's just a really well-made show on HBO. Phenomenal show, really, really cool. I mean, I'm not into like comics that much, but people who are said that they did a really good job of maintaining that accuracy with the characters and kind of like their powers and shit like that. And Doctor Manhattan, like, I had a friend who didn't watch the show, and he told me just about like Doctor Manhattan in the comics, and like it was pretty accurate description of what of what he actually does. So, um, that's a great number four. My number three is gonna be Barry. Is this yep. your number three? This is my oh number my two. god! By the way, we did not we did Barry's not do this together, guys. No, Barry is phenomenal. just unbelievable. Another 30-minute 30, 30 episode show. I really wish it was like 45 minutes per episode, but it really does it justice. A great cliffhanger at the end of the season. Bill Hader does a phenomenal job of playing a different character. He has kind of like serious, but he's also funny sometimes. And it has one of the best characters in television show history. And NoHo Hank. I mean, <laughs> I do. with some NoHo Hank. Oh, Barry, such a good guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just, it's about, a, it's about an assassin who does who wants to quit the game and become an actor. So he joins an acting class and it's just the world that he's in and it's Bill Hader in one of his first serious roles ever, the former SNL star and he's phenomenal and he wrote it with Alec Berg, the creator of Silicon Valley. I don't know, I just watch it. Anyone who hasn't phenomenal. watched it, it's a quick watch like I mentioned, like Josh mentioned, it's a quick watch. It's got one of the best episodes of TV in 2019 this season, the yep. one with the Walmart kind of fiasco. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yep, yep. And so yeah. Barry's your two, your your three. It's my two. Fleabag's my three, and we could talk an hour about okay. Fleabag, but it, okay. I, we won't. It's on Amazon Prime. It's a BBC show made by Phoebe Waller Bridge, who is the creator of Killing Eve, which is on my my honorable mentions. Another Hulu show, and Fleabag is a thirty minute show that is transcendiary. It is there is no comparison to any show ever. 
It's about a woman in her, you know, early 30s in England who just has a tough time in life. And it's just her going through life and talking to the camera. And the second Breaking season the in 2019. Yes. Yeah. The second season in 2019 has Andrew Scott, who's Moriarty from Sherlock, and he's the hot priest. And it's just it's just a show that you can't even describe until you're talking to someone who's seen it and so that's my number three i've only seen season one and i loved it so if they, i'm sure if i saw season two it'd be in my top 10 so that's a that's a nice place that's a nice place to to, to roll off to the next one because you already had you had barry as your number two correct so we've already discussed that so i'll go with my number two of the season and i think it might be your number one yeah it seems mind hunter no 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 mind hunter oh. did not make my list Wow, Mind Hunter season season two is my number two show of the year. I, I'm actually in the middle of rewatching it uh, right now. It is so damn good, man. It is so good. Holden Ford and and Agent Bill Tench just do a phenomenal job of 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 making you feel like you're in their room when they're they're, they're conducting these interviews with these psychopaths. And if you haven't watched Mind Hunter, it's, it's a show about Quantico and the FBI. Uh, the behavioral science unit and like what they do is it's, it, it takes place in the 80s and they interview psychopaths and serial killers in order to kind of get inside their minds and, and discover their tendencies in order to, to like prevent other you know murders and serial killers from 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 unleashing on the world so in that time in the 80s they were really uh, into that and so the show is phenomenal it's so accurate it makes you it makes you like cringe at what's happening and so I love season two of Mindhunter season one of Mindhunter is phenomenal as well yeah, I don't know. I thought season one was much better. I, I thought, I just didn't, this season, everything that happened aside from the Atlanta child murders, I thought was a throwaway. I, I didn't really I mean, care the, too much for yeah, the stuff the happening whole, back at home in Quantico. I I don't know. Well, we're I still going to find Lynch out what happens gold. with, with uh, BTK, which like we're going to find out in season three. And they've been teasing that. It's, it's a show that like teases something every, like in the beginning of every episode, they kind of, they kind of tease things. Yeah. Um, so it's beautiful. It's, it's aesthetically gorgeous it's the it's the creator from gone girl it's just a it's a good show i just had a problem it didn't connect well with like the main character's son the main character who studies serial killer's son's gonna be a serial killer that was kind of like whatever to me I don't yeah know. you know the person that i'm that i'm rewatching it right now kind of said the same thing they're like why is this in the show it's yeah, so like it's just a lot of throwaway i just feel like a little bit of a sophomore slump but i'm ready for a strong season three I'm, it did i not think make that my once list. that once they close off the plot with the BTK, which we're not we're not ruining anything because this this is like serious this is like real, real serial killers. Stuff, yeah. So like we're not ruining anything. But once they close off, well, the plot he never with, got with caught. The, Josh, spoiler. I'm alert. not. I, I don't want to. Don't say anything because I I will not look it up. I'm oh, not. Okay. I'm not looking it up. Right. Well, it's all good. It. It's all good. Don't worry about it. I'm I'm still I'm still whatever. Anyways, <laughs> that's my number two show. You've gone over. What's have you said? Oh yeah, you already said. Yeah, you're, Barry's you're, my two. Barry. So let's here we go. We're at one. I think we have it. different ones. We know we do. We do. Which means that my one isn't on your list and your one isn't on my list. All which right, is mind blowing. Yours. Which is amazing, which shows our diversity. Hit me with yours. Dun dun dun. I'm gonna welcome in the members of Waystar Royco for a board meeting with some oh. Greg Sprinkles and Succession, the greatest show of 2019, one of the best shows of the decade, one that every single week, filled with anticipation, Daniel ran to his TV. And did not touch any screens while he watched Succession in great glee. In the greatest written show of the year. The best acted show of the year. Everything about it, just, I loved. So, I have started to watch the show. I haven't finished it. I wonder if I got to finish it. If it'd be, if it'd, be it'd probably be on my list. It's a great show. So, that's, that's an, I, I think a lot of people would, would agree with you. That's a strong, uh, 
category to put it in one of the best shows of the decade, Daniel. It, it, it's in my top 10 of the decade. And it's recency bias for sure. I'll tell you right now it is. That's fine. That's I don't fine, remember what I watched in 2011, but I'm just saying. That's fine. I'm going to go with my number one. Dun, 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 dun. I'm going to go with Dark. I knew you would. Dark is the best show on television right now. It, it hands down is. It is so brilliant. Like, talk about not knowing what the hell is going to come next. Dark is that show. And it's in German, uh, so you have to watch it with subtitles, or if you're going to be a loser, dub it over, then, then you can. You can't I have do it. Opinion. can't do it. Don't you can't do, do it. it. it takes don't listen to our podcast if you dub over shows. Yeah, please, please don't. Please don't ever dub over shows. This show is so good. It follows, you know, Jonas Conwald and and everyone else in this small town of Winden in uh it's a very small town in Germany. It's like a it's a nucle- it's a nuclear power plant kind of town, kind of similar. It has like Chernobyl vibes almost sometimes. And it, I heard it, it's kind of like Stranger Things too, right? It's people say that it's like Stranger Things. It's not even I mean it's a it's like a German more mature adult Stranger Things kind of in a way, not really. Um but they they uh, deal with time travel. It's a phenomenal show. It's so good. It it just every episode blows your mind and both seasons, season one and two, have left you with huge cliffhangers that you just don't even know what's coming next. So I'm so excited for season three. Season one and season two, if we want to talk about – if we want to do top shows of 2018, season one would probably be n- number one on my list as well. Uh, so. I couldn't get into so it. I, it was just too convoluted for me with too many German characters who look the same. It was just Daniel tough. doesn't like time travel. He's discriminatory. Yes, I'm just going to be honest. I don't, I don't like it. It's so good. I highly recommend it. You gotta watch it. It's it's one of those mind twist movie uh, shows. It could be made into a, into a movie if you wanted to as well, and it, yeah. it, it would be one of those films. You know, not just movies, but films category. So I'm gonna go dark number one. So that rounds up my list. Great, there it is. Dark is on Netflix. Succession, as like half of my shows are on HBO, which is some of the best money I've ever spent per month to have. Any any honorable mentions quickly before we wrap up? I mean, I I had Big Little Lies. As my, as I I shifted Game okay. of Thrones into my top ten. It, it was Big Little Lies and Game of Thrones as my honorable mention. But uh, Big Little Lies, I I, I like the show a lot. So yeah, and you mentioned Dead to Me. Dead, oh, is sorry, Dead to Me liked? was also my I I knocked out Dead to Me from ten to honorable mention. I really like it with uh, Christina Applegate and uh, I forgot her name, whatever. Um, and. James Marsden's in it as well. Really, really, really good show. Really funny show. Has like comedic relief, but also serious aspect to it. James Marsden just has a great butt. We learned that in Westworld. My honorable mentions are The Boys on Amazon Prime, which I loved. It was a take on superheroes that are not necessarily the nicest people in the world. Very dirty, crude show, which was very funny. BoJack Horseman is a comedy, and it's a a show that could have easily just filtered into the Family Guy Simpsons mold and just made it about a drunk main character who's a horse. All the characters are, are animals, and they didn't. They, they made it about his character study and his climb and into dr- you know drunkenism and his drop and his backup. That. And then George Clooney created a show on Hulu, which was a comedy about Air Force and military people, and it's called Catch-22. That's another quick watch. I just wanted to give a shout-out to that. And lastly... The best thing that I saw in 2019 was not made in 2019, but I have to say it. And it's hard to get to because it's on Sundance TV, but it's called The Little Drummer Girl. It's a mini series featuring Alex Skarsgård, Alexander Skarsgård, and Florence Pugh, who's going to be in the new Black Widow movie with uh, Scarlett Johansson. And if you could somehow just Google The Little Drummer Girl and just check it out, just make it a favor to Daniel. I love that show. If you come out of it and you don't love it, I'll give you your money back. That's just, that's, there you go. That's, that's what an episode, Josh. We just ran through a whole episode without talking about Peaky Blinders. That's a first. Peaky Blinders would for sure be in the top five. Top five.
Top five, top five, yeah, top easily, five. easily. Top five. 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 All right. Thanks so much, guys, for listening. Happy holidays. We'll be back in a few weeks after the break. I'm headed down to Australia. So if anyone has some recommendations for me down there, going to go hang out with some uh, kangaroos down under scuba dive and the Great Barrier Reef. Excited for that. Going to keep Aussie, watching Aussie, TV Aussie. shows, though. Oi, oi, oi. I've got three shows lined up, Josh, for me to watch on the 22-hour plane flights. Love it. Love it. The Last Kingdom. Got to check okay. that out. Finish The Witcher. Okay. And I'm going to start Outlander. Interesting. You should also watch Dark while you're at also, it. Also, no, I can't. I already it. And Ben Stiller directed a show called Escape from Danamora, which I'm going to check out on Showtime. Uh, I heard I heard some good things about that. So there we go. We just did our top shows of 2019. Josh and I will be back to continue our talk about all things Peaky Blinders. We're going to keep things fresh. Keep us in the loop. If you want to check out patreon.com slash by order of Peaky, Josh and I have weekly episodes. We never miss an episode. We've got our dedicated, loyal patrons, just $5 a month. We're talking about one cup of coffee from a knockoff Starbucks per month because Starbucks is like $8. So we're talking about like a Tim Hortons per month, and that's it. And so we appreciate you guys all listening, chiming in, rating, reviewing, subscribing, and liking us at facebook.com slash peaky podcast. We're going to wrap it up. He's Josh. I'm Daniel, and we binge so you don't have to.